Okay, now what's going on now? She just sent me her, what she uses to make her uh, gumbo. Who? Your sister? Mm-hmm. Sent you her gumbo recipe. Well, the one that she uses, I guess. Do you think you can make it? Have what you ever sounds? made roux before? Her recipe calls for one jar of roux. <laughs> Either that, that or is some, cheating. Or either that or she sent me that one. She's like, yeah, you're not making roux. Let me just <laughs> send him one that's got a... You can just use a jar of roux. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, any good Cajun housewife would beat your ass for using a jar of roux to make gumbo. Well, I don't have Swear a to God, wife that knows how to make roux, so I have to do what I can. I know how to make roux. All right, how do you make it? It is slurried flour and a little bit of butter, and you cook it until it browns. Well, see, you got it somewhat right, because the one I read a while ago says it's equal parts. Yeah, slurried flour and butter. I didn't give you parts. Do you not know what a slurry is? My God. I have to give you definitions and shit. What's a slurry? (laughs) Like a slurpee? Well... Okay, have you ever seen um, snow that's kind of sort of liquid, but also not a liquid because it's still sort of a solid? That's a slurry. So like I realize I said, a slurpee. My God. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, I'm. I mean, like, okay, okay, sort of. Then make me some fucking gumbo. I don't. I don't make gumbo. It's too Cajun for me. I didn't grow up close enough to Louisiana to know how to make gumbo. It's not in, it's not in my blood. Sorry. I grew up pretty close to Louisiana, but not like that close. You suck. Yes. Yes, I do. But I also don't make gumbo. Um, I, I, I've, the thing is, like, my mother never made gumbo. That's, like, not something that was in her recipe box. So I, I don't know how to make gumbo. I've never made it before. I'm sure I could follow a recipe just fine, um, but I've literally never made it. Um, so this little excursion that you've gotten wanting to make gumbo, this is all you, baby. What do we got to talk about tonight? It is Saturday. It is December. We are in December. Holy crap. <laughs> Where is, where's the year gone? Like, I don't even know. It, it's. I don't know. It has gone by fast. Somebody said, uh, I read something the other day that said, days are long, but years are short. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That is 100% right. That is 100% right. I have no fucking clue where the last three months have gone. <laughs> I just, like, I just don't know. I just texted my friend and told off on you. You texted, texted your friend? Which friend? You have a friend? Told him, said, Sarah just told me she doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> because I won't make gumbo? It's the same thing. <laughs> but I didn't say I wouldn't make gumbo. I said I've never made gumbo. No. You know, this is like that commercial. Let's, you know, what is that commercial where you throw the red flag and you watch the tape? <laughs> throw the challenge flag. <laughs> you said, I don't make gumbo. Yeah, I said I don't make gumbo. That doesn't mean I'll never make gumbo. It just means I don't make gumbo. You You said you won't make it. I I, I think you're wrong. See, even he said, same thing. (laughs) (laughs) He said, same thing. What, that 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 I'm mean for not making you gumbo? 
I said, well, she's refusing to make me chicken and sausage gumbo, and that's the same thing. He goes, same thing. I never said I wouldn't make you gumbo. I said, I don't know how. I've never made it before. I said, I'm sure I could follow a recipe. Because, I mean, it's a recipe. And I'm, I'm sure I could do it. But, you know. Get off your phone while we're on the podcast. You're killing me here. All, Look, I, all I was telling him was that I thought I was important to her, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. You're going to end up the subject of a documentary one day. Oh, I'm, that wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> it's going to be titled, How Did You Put Up With Her So Long? It's going to be a dateline. <laughs> Something about, the marriage was happy until she finally snapped. <laughs> We're not 100% sure why. We've got four years of podcast to listen to to find out. <laughs> and they'll walk, listen to every one of them. It's like, I don't know. It sounds like he was a delight. There's something wrong with her. I don't know. I don't think that's going to be the, I don't think that's going to be what people think at all. I really don't. I'm sure it's what anybody would think. I'm sure it's definitely what you think. <laughs> well, I am the smart one. What? Are you... <laughs> okay. What are we talking about tonight other than your lies? I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> well, that's not going to make for a very good podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's start off with our politics. I know you got something about that. <clears throat> I do. I do have a little bit. Um, I, I didn't think we were going to talk about politics, but well, I do have some stuff I can talk do, about. we always do, but I'd rather just talk about it early, get it done quick, get it out of the way, move on, get it done. Okay. Well, um, do you have anything you want to bring up or you want me to start? Well, I'm sure it's the same, the same thing. It's just... Mostly that Santos got the boot. On Friday, yeah, George Santos got kicked out of Congress. Um, <laughs> now he's threatening to take other people down with him. He is such a bitchy gay. <laughs> I love it. And I love the tea he's spilling. I mean, come on, princess. Spill all the tea. Yes, lady, I want to hear it. Um, he is filed, as, as, like, almost as soon as he hit the sidewalk after they kicked him out, um, he started filing ethics complaints against his former Republican co-workers. co-workers. Um, he's accusing them of laundering money from the campaigns, and he's accusing them from, um, oh God, I can't even remember all the stuff he was accusing. He's, he's filed three ethics complaints so far, and I'm sure that there's more to come. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> see. And I want to see where he ends up, because he's going to land somewhere. Somebody's going to snap him up. Um, I don't think Fox News is going to take him because he's, he doesn't have the gravitas of a typical contributor to Fox News because they like people who are somewhat serious. Um, he's more like a carnival sideshow. And I'm wondering if somebody like OAN or maybe even Infowars with Alex Jones is going to like snap him up as like a correspondent or like a contributor or somebody to come on the show and just talk about things he knows. But what's, what's really funny about him spilling the tea on all of his congressional um, co-workers is you remember when they when uh, Madison Cawthorn got kicked out? Oh, he didn't get kicked out of Congress. He lost his election. And he... <clears throat> He was probably going to be kicked out because of the stuff that was that was coming out about him, um, 
about some of the uh, illegal stuff that he was involved in. Um, but when Madison Cawthorn got uh, got out, he started talking about how he had been invited to coke orgies with some of these <laughs> congressmen. And right. he had, you know, and like all this stuff that was going along behind the scenes. Now, we all suspect that that stuff happens, but nobody talks about it. It's like an open secret, right? Right. Like you, like you don't, you don't spill the tea on stuff like that. You just don't. So Madison Cawthorn um, made a lot of enemies, burned a lot of bridges on his way out. But the fact that George Santos is basically saying the same thing as Madison Cawthorn as he's leaving... Even though George Santos is a known and notorious liar, adds a little more credence to the coke orgies <laughs> and all the bullshit that happens behind the scenes. And so, it'll be interesting to see what comes out here in the next year. And uh, I'm I'm going to be keeping an eye on uh, George Santos because there is hell hath no fury like a bitchy gay scorned well you gotta think though you're talking about some of those like oan is like so far right they're not gonna have him on there because they're not gonna have somebody on their show that's gonna talk bad about their side but he never talked bad about trump they are not republicans they are trumpers and there is a huge difference between the two and he was always up trump's ass so that's one of the only semi um, serious places that I can see him in. So you're, you're, sitting, you're sitting there talking about serious and being up Trump's butt, and then it, it made me think about that <laughs> god awful commercial that lady made. I don't remember where she was from, but it was a it was a white lady. She was blonde haired, and she was her like campaign ad showed her like shooting bottles and shit with guns, and people's like and she was saying stuff like. They call me the female Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, I remember. I wish I could remember her name. <laughs> that shit was crazy. <laughs> I was like, is this for real? Or somebody is like doing a, like a, a spoof commercial or something. That one made me laugh. That shit was funny. Yeah. Um, this Friday, George Santos got kicked out of Congress. Last Friday, on Black Friday, this isn't necessarily a political thing that happened, but it's tangentially related um Derek Chauvin um who is in prison for the murder of George Floyd the police officer um who's in prison um he got shanked 22 times on Black Friday nearly died they they had to um deploy life-saving measures um to, to get him turns out um the guy who got him was a member of the Mexican mafia have you seen a picture of this guy no. He looks like a very friendly Santa Claus. And I'm thinking. <laughs> well, I told you before, when I worked at the prison, we had a whole row, 21 cells that were all confirmed Mexican mafia. And the leader was the vice president of the Texas chapter of the Mexican mafia. And he was right in the middle. And it was an old man. Mm -hmm. And he kept that whole row in line because he refused to let anyone in that row cause any issues or anything because the way he viewed it, if you cause problems with us, it'll start putting eyes on us and other people. Oh, yeah. It'll so we don't, they, they, he, they would not allow it. That's the guy. Look, doesn't he look like a very friendly guy? Yeah. Like super nice, big smile on his face. Now, he's not, I mean, this is not like a 
post shanking picture. Well, this yeah, is, I kind of figured. You know, that. this is this is probably I, I don't know maybe a pre prison picture. Who knows? But um, you know, does not look like a guy who would grab somebody in the yard and shank them twenty two times. Right. Um, he says um, he did it clearly did it on purpose, and he said he did it on Black Friday specifically as a tribute to George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. Black Friday, Black Lives Matter. He's like, I did it that day on purpose. And I was like, okay. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like advocating prison violence. <laughs> Do I need to continue that sentence? <laughs> I don't believe vengeance is necessarily the best course of action. Um, and I don't know where else to go with that sentence, but that's what happened on Black Friday. Um, there you go. Yep. What else you got? Only other political thing I had was these clips that you and I were talking about earlier of DeSantis and Newsom. Oh my God. (laughs) God, that shit was freaking hilarious. Just seeing how... DeSantis had this, it's like, it's like he doesn't know how to smile. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody tried to teach him how to smile, but he's never seen a picture of one. Like, remember when they went to go congratulate Raj for winning that award or something? On Big Bang Theory. On Big Bang Theory, and they had to try to get Sheldon Sheldon. to smile, and it was like weird. Yeah, that's that's what I thought of. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's never... He's never smiled naturally before. It's very forced when he does it. But Newsom was, I mean, everything I saw, Newsom was handing him his ass. Oh, my God. Yeah. And and fair play here. DeSantis brought up some good points. Right. And Sean Hannity, who was the moderator, brought up some good points. The fact is, crime is higher in California Violent crime is higher in California than it is in Florida. That is an absolute fact. 100%. And and DeSantis was trying to wave that around in Newsom's face and be like, nobody wants to live in California. It's full of criminals and da 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 Well, Newsom just kind of laughed. And he's like, okay, let's break this down. Yeah, crime's higher. Let's look at what kind of crimes they are. Because if you look at violent murders, violent murders are way down in California versus Florida, where they're way up. And there was another thing that uh, DeSantis brought up where they said people don't move into California, they leave California. There is a net loss of people going from California to Florida. And um, I believe uh, Newsom brought up that there's more Floridians moving to California than there are Californians moving to Florida. So the numbers don't... Yeah, there's people moving out of California. Absolutely. But there's a lot of Floridians that are moving to California because that's that's where you go to succeed. Yeah. Cost of living's higher in California. Absolutely. Pay is also higher. Gas is higher in California. Absolutely. Pay is also higher. Standard of living is also higher. Um... They don't have nearly as much poverty in California as they do in Florida. 
you know, like uh, I think I think in Newsom, Florida, where you go to retire. Yeah. Um, uh, Plus, California's got one really good thing over Florida right now for sure. It doesn't have DeSantis as the governor. And Trump don't live there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, everything that DeSantis brought up, Newsom was able to very easily just parry that away. Yeah. And, and did so and, and made DeSantis look like a dumbass. He really did. He looked bad. And there was there was another. I don't know if you've heard of. Uh, have you heard of the poop maps in uh, in San Francisco? No. It's a big right wing talking point that San Francisco is covered in poop. <laughs> just all kinds of excrement. Most of it human. It's just poop everywhere. And you need to clean up the poop in San Francisco. And if you can't get that done, you're not a good governor. And so DeSantis brings out a map that has geolocations pinned all over San Francisco of where poop has been discovered. And it's just, it's like this brown, <laughs> it shows the map of, of San Francisco, and then there's just like all these little brown pins all over that just cover the city. And he's like, San Francisco's covered with poop, and this is disgusting, and you need to fix this. And if you can't get this fixed, you know. And what Newsom brought up was, okay, that is a map that spans a 15-year period, and it is geolocated when people discover any type of excrement anywhere. Those pins on this map that you have are way bigger than that poop is, and if you were to put them in proportion, they're spread out a whole lot farther than they are on that map. And most of the poop that people have found on the streets, not human. If somebody's dog took a poop and they didn't clean it up. So they reported it? So or they reported it so that the city could come clean it up. Because they have people that that's what they do in San Francisco. Like, that's part of their job. They work for the city cleaning up cleaning up the city. And they have the geolocation. They were, like, trying it out in San Francisco to see if it worked. And it would, like, whenever they geolocate, you know, a pile of poo, somebody would ping it. It would ping the city. The workers would come out, clean it up. Easy peasy. And so he had this map that showed 15 years worth of data all in one <laughs> to try to say the city is covered poop. It's like, no, I mean, like, this is 15 years worth of data that you're passing off as being, like, actively now. Like, that's not even remotely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Newsom, absolutely, Newsom made him look like a fool. Yeah. Uh, but something that, and I was looking this, I was going to try to look this up, but I can't find it. Um, Newsom... Uh, had an interview before the uh, debate took place and somebody asked him, why are you doing this? He said, well, to be honest, to see if Ron DeSantis would take the bait. He said, there is no reason for him to debate me. I'm not a presidential candidate. Why is he doing this? What's the point? I'm prepared. Is he? What's he hoping to prove by this? He is absolutely taking the bait that I put out there. So I welcome this. I can't wait for him. I can't wait to talk to him. And I mean, he was just like, his whole face was just lit up. Lit he, was up. Just, he was just, he was like the Grinch, you just know, just like, just waiting. To get started. It was great. And then he goes into this thing and he just wipes the floor with DeSantis. DeSantis had, this is like, this is, this would be like a college basketball team playing the eighth grade girls team 
in a turn in a in a um, in an exhibition match to see who won. The college team has nothing to gain because if they beat the eighth grade team, they're supposed to. You're supposed to. You beat an eighth grade team, but if you lose to the eighth grade team, holy crap! You lost to an eighth grade team. What is wrong with you? Well, that that. That happened to us in, high, in my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a small 3A. But I played summer league baseball in the 5A school's district. Mm-hmm. I played in their league in summer. And, of course, their coach was always out there trying to get people to – like, he, he tried to get me to go to the 5A school. Mm-hmm. I was like, No. <laughs> No, it ain't happening, dude. I ain't going to that fucking shitty-ass school. My senior year, our coach tried to get them to do like a a, – like a preseason game. Mm -hmm. Or just a game against us during our season that doesn't count for anything, doesn't count toward like your district record or anything like that, just a regular game. Just an exhibition. Yeah, just having fun. Well, not having fun, but it's an actual game that goes on your record but not your district record. Okay. You know? And he refused. He's like, no. He said, we have nothing to gain out of this. Mm-hmm. He said, if you win, he said, we win, we're supposed to. If you lose, what the hell happened? Mm-hmm. He tried to get our coach to say, he said he would do it under one condition if he agreed not to pitch me against him. <laughs> and he's like, well, no, I'm going to pitch my best guy against you if we play against you. And he's like, then we're not doing it. You can play our JB if you want, though. Yeah. And, but he refused to let his varsity play against us because he knew I, was, I would be pitching against them. And and that's that's the thing with DeSantis against Newsom. Newsom is the JV team. Yeah. And DeSantis is supposed to be the good team, the 5A school. Right. And he got the floor wiped with him. He had everything to lose and nothing to gain in this debate, and he did it and, anyway. And one of my favorite thing that I saw, though, he was like, but, you know, with all this set aside, though. This is Newsom talking. Yeah, Newsom. Newsom. He's like, you know, Ron and I do do have. And I noticed he didn't, like, refer to him as Governor DeSantis. No. He called he him not. Ron. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, that's a dig. That's a huge dig. And he said, well, one thing Ron and I over here do have in common, though. He said, neither one of us is going to be our party's presidential candidate. <laughs> he said, I mean, come, I mean, because come on here. I mean, Ron, you're 51 behind, 51, 41 points behind in your own state, Ron. <laughs> I'm just like, and to say why don't you just take out Ron and call bitch? <laughs> Listen there, bitch. You're way behind, bitch. I mean, that, that's that's what I I was I was hearing that when he kept calling him Ron, <laughs> and it wasn't that he just called him Ron. Ron. Yeah, he, there was some English. Too. Yeah, there was a little. Yeah, he, he put a little dig into it. It was fucking awesome. Well, it, that that whole thing just absolutely tickled me because anybody who knows anything about Gavin Newsom is that he is a middle of the road, barely liberal, mm. capitalist Democrat. He is basically Biden 30 years ago. He does a lot of stuff that liberals like me don't like because he could do a lot more advocating for 
LGBTQ rights, especially trans rights, because uh, he, he signed some bills into, into law in California that were not super helpful to trans people, and, and, you know, we don't like that. But anybody who knows anything about him knows that he is a very, very gifted speaker, and he is extremely competent on the debate stage. I have seen him in interviews with people like Sean Hannity, with people like Bill O'Reilly, um, with people who are very, very right-wing and out to get him and who brought receipts. And this man can rattle off stuff like nobody I have ever seen. He knows stats, he knows figures, he knows facts. He has got that stuff down cold. Not just about California, but about the country. Okay. What else you got? I'm, I'm about done with politics. For no, I'm good. Um, I'm going to ask you a quick question, something yeah. you would know. Uh, even though you don't really drink that much anymore, how would you be feeling if you apparently rather quickly drank two 8% beers after having a 10 milligram gummy? Whew! <laughs> How long after having a 10-milligram gummy? He didn't say. He just says, I'm fucked up right now. Yeah. <laughs> so give me about 45 minutes to an hour after eating a 10-milligram gummy, and I've had two 8% beers, I'm going to be on the floor drooling. Apparently, that's kind of what he's at right now. Yeah. <laughs> on the floor drooling. Having fun, I guess. He's enjoying life. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be sleeping good tonight. <laughs> you do you, boy. <laughs> so what else you got? Uh, <clears throat> I did have a uh, whew, work schedule change for this last week. Yeah, slightly. Considering I usually go in at 6 every day, and this whole last week I've been going in at 4, which is kind of a change in my sleep schedule a little bit. It's weird because I'm having to force myself to go to bed at like nine o'clock at night. I know, I'm, which is I'm like with me. <laughs> like it's been... kind of fucking me up, but I'm trying. Um, but you know, training to be to be able to stand in for my boss, the terminal manager, when he's out for a couple of days in this end of this next week, and then Monday and Tuesday of the following week. Mm-hmm. And so, like today, we pretty much did everything without him there because he wasn't at work today. Mm-hmm. And he just had to change up a couple little things. So I didn't mess it up too bad. Right. I pretty much got it by myself. And so that's what I'll be doing every day this next week. That's awesome. So. You should feel good that they're giving you that much, like, you've got that much trust. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of work, um, <laughs> remember my assistant that I've been complaining about for the last two months? <laughs> right. <laughs> Not my assistant anymore. Finally. <laughs> finally. Um, I finally complained enough about his mistakes that they decided they were going to reassign him back to the sales department and make him a broker again, which is a job that he has already failed once, which I don't know why they thought that was going to be a good thing for him. It, they didn't think it was a good thing for him because they got, they got him to go back into a job that they knew he couldn't do. To get the result that they wanted, and that's and the result that happened is the one they wanted. Well, what happened was 
They moved him into sales, and an hour later, he shook my boss's hand and walked out the door. Fucking walked. So he's not my problem anymore. He's not their problem anymore. And what killed me is that I got in trouble for the way that I was writing him up. Yeah. I Because I had been documenting all the stuff he was doing, right? Like, all the stuff he was doing wrong. And he said, oh, I think she's out to get me. And I was like, how is me keeping track of the things I have to coach you on, me being out to get you? And I told my boss, I was like, he is costing me, literally, I'm having to do double work. I can't get any of my stuff done because I'm having to go behind him and redo his job. Yeah. So it's, it's saving me zero time. But they're like, and, and what I was doing is I was writing him up like once a week. I would like compile everything and then once a week send a, send a, a, a write-up. Apparently, I wasn't supposed to be doing it that way. I was supposed to be issuing a write-up after every single mistake. And, and, and they're like, well, why didn't you do that? And I was like, well, two reasons. Number one, I didn't know that was what I was supposed to do. And number two, had I been doing that, that's all I would have been doing. Yeah, I would have been doing nothing but that. Like, you don't understand the number of mistakes this man made. It was ridiculous. I mean, and, and like, I mean, stuff that you literally learn on your first week as a broker, he was screwing up six months in. Well, the one I keep thinking about is the one where you said he almost did a truck to the wrong damn state. And then said he fat-fingered it. And I was like... You almost sent them to Tennessee instead of Indiana. The T and the I are nowhere close to each other. How's that a fat finger? That's a didn't look at it. He just kind of glanced over it and thought it said I-N. Yeah. And the first week he worked for me, I don't know if you knew this, the first week he worked for me, he screwed up. And I can't even remember how he, uh, what exactly happened. Oh, oh, he he, uh, uh, booked the wrong truck. He told me that we needed vans when what we needed was flatbeds. Right. Right. Because this was his customer that he had brought over for, with him as a broker. And so I was, I was handling it. He had gotten all the information from it. He's like, yeah, we need, we need vans and flatbed. And said, you know, we need vans and so get those. So I booked vans for this, for this and they show, one of them showed up. And they're like, why do you have a van here? We need flatbeds. I was like, what do you mean you need flatbeds? I didn't know you needed flatbeds. I was told you needed vans. Oh, no, we need flatbeds. Well, fuck. All right, let me send this truck away. Let me stop the other truck. Let me get you two flatbeds in there. I'll get this fixed right now. That cost me 300 bucks out of my pocket because yeah. I had to pay a truck to leave and then pay to get new trucks. So his first week working for me, he cost me 300 bucks out of my pocket. And it just went downhill from there. Yeah. But he is not my problem anymore. No, Woo-hoo! he is not. Anyway, <laughs> what else she got over there? This is going to be a weird episode. <laughs> hey, we got dead air. You need to oh, talk. Oh, apparently he's at a casino right now, too. Oh, Lord. No, listen to this. He says, I haven't... Uh, he said, I think I need to keep texting you. Every time I do, something happens good on this slot machine. <laughs> oh, it's happening again. Hey, so far you've made me $375. <laughs> I'm going to tell him, I want my cut. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably not oh he ain't gonna wake up in the morning and he ain't gonna remember being on the slot machine no he's not i can't believe he is he is cross-faded at a casino 
he well, is going to either he is either going to win so much money, or he is going to lose so much money. It's like, honey, why are people taking our house? <laughs> huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> oh, Lordy. I've got, I've got, when, when we get to this point, I do have some, am I the assholes that I want to read you? Cause there's a doozy in there. I want to talk about the one that I saw that wasn't technically, am I the asshole? I don't think, but it was on along those lines. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, only other thing I have other than this is that, you know, mama and her hot flashes. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Like like earlier, I was sitting here over there, and I'm like have more clothes on than you do. I mean, you have on like you had on shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. And you're over there like fanning your shirts like it's hot. And I looked up, and your head forehead was all shiny from sweaty. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm either gonna have my blanket on, or I'm gonna have my my new PJ pants that Mama got me today. Okay. And I had to get new PJ pants because one of my fucking kids keeps taking all mine. <laughs> Every time I see him, he's walked out of his room with a new pair, with a different pair of my damn PJs on. And, and your t-shirts. And my t-shirts. <laughs> and it was funny because when we got home, I went there and said, hey, just so you know, I was going to Walmart to get me some PJs, and Walmart did not have any PJ pants. And so there are there is no reason whatsoever for you to go into my room and look for more PJ pants. He kind of looked at me, had this weird look, and started getting out of the bed real fast. I was like, shit. So I took off running, like threw the bag under the blankets. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> he was like, so, if you were to were to have, let's just say, hypothetically gotten new PJ pants, where would you have put them hypothetically? And I'm like, uh, well, I, hypothetically... I'd have probably just ran in here and tossed them under something real quick to hide them. And he was like, move. You're sitting on them, aren't you? I was like, damn. Hypothetically, maybe. <laughs> and, of course, I heard the worst possible response when he saw them. Ooh, I like those. <laughs> like, little thieving bastard. <laughs> but anyway. But, yeah, my hot flashes are getting really bad. And it was bad because last year... I guess middle of last year, I went to the lady doctor and asked if I was, like, going through, like, menopause or whatever. She's like, no, you're perfectly healthy. She said, you're nowhere near starting menopause. You're you're fine. And then I, two months ago, three months ago, yeah, I, I start having these, you know, I was like, why am I getting hot all of a sudden? To the point where the other night it was 45 degrees outside. And I'm standing at the door at work with it cracked so I can get so I can get the cold air on my face. And I'm just drenched in sweat. And by the time I got done and by the time I finally got cooled down, like there was no more makeup on my face because I was just I was like wiping it all off with the with the sweat. It was horrible. He keeps texting me because he's just like, We're gonna see if this keeps working. Ah, sweet, there's another hundred bucks. <laughs> You're going to give me my cut, dude. I know you're going to listen to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I was trying about the one kid stealing my PJs. The other kid was making me laugh because a lot of times kids will come up, hey, can, there's some chores that I can do to earn some money because there's something I'm wanting. And sometimes 
He'll do that. Yeah. But then sometimes he'll just come out of his room, start doing some random chores that we don't even know why he's doing it. Like he's cleaning the kitchen or he'll go like in our room and clean our bathroom. And then he'll go back into his room. And next thing you know, your phone goes off and it's a request for money from <laughs> on Greenlight. And we're like, nobody said we we're going to pay you to do that shit, you fucker. <laughs> but he thinks that... He, Oh, I need some money. Let me go clean something. And he won't say shit. <laughs> He'll just send the request for the money. I'm like, and, and you blazing little fucker. Because when he was doing that today, I went and asked him. I said, so how much did uh, did you uh, talk to your mother about getting paid for this? And he goes, oh, I haven't yet. I said, oh, so you agreed to do the work before you agreed on the amount? He said, yeah. And I'm like, well, I think what you did was probably worth about two bucks. And he looked at me and goes, huh? <laughs> Because I saw him in the bathroom. I was like, what are you doing? Well, I'm cleaning y'all's bathroom. I'm like, how much money you need and what is it for? <laughs> and and when, when I say clean the bathroom, I, like, oh, he, he did cleaned, a really good job. He got on the floor. There's the, the PJ pant thief now. He got on the floor and was hand scrubbing the floor with cleaner. Yeah. Like, I mean, this smells like cleaner in there. Pristine in there. But yeah. <laughs> but the funniest thing that he ever did. Was, okay, both kids must be hungry because they just yeah. walked out of the rooms. <laughs> the funniest thing that he ever did was he did he did some chore. I, I don't even remember what this is. This is a while back, but he did some chore and then sent me a request for ten dollars. I was like, okay, so I sent him the ten dollars. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. This is and the then <laughs> and then about I don't know a minute later, I get another request for like eighty one cents, and the tag on this one was taxes are a bitch. <laughs> And I was like, yes, <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> so what else you got? Uh, let's see. A couple of dumb jokes for you. Uh-oh. I like dumb jokes. When you get an, you know, when you go to the dentist, they do an x-ray. Uh-huh. What is that called? An x-ray. Toothpicks. <laughs> yes. So I thought you'd like that one. That's good. And I like this one too. A guy has a pet giraffe and he's walking it one day. Suddenly he just died, fell over and died. He just like, fuck, that's a giraffe. I can't do that. So he just, it was, it was a lady, I'm sorry. So she just left it there. Mm-hmm. Somebody says, hey, you can't leave that line there. He got chill. It's not a lion, it's a giraffe. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Here's the one I thought. This is the one I, I wrote down because this is your kind of joke. Oh, Lord. If nothing is ever more of a joke for you, then this one is for you. There was a joke writing contest, so I submitted 10 puns. I know where this one's going. So I checked later to see if I may, if any of them made it into the finals. Sadly, no pun intended. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the one child is sitting here with a look of disgust on his face. Not disgust, but disappointment. Disappointment. <laughs> should be ashamed of yourself. He should be more than ashamed. Let me turn this mic towards you so people can see. Okay. 
What else you got? Uh, let's get into the Am I the Assholes. Those are always fun. But I want to do this one. Like I said, I don't think it was a, it was a Am I the Asshole. But this lady was talking about how her husband was complaining because she was spending too much money on DoorDash. Mm-hmm. While she was at home with the kids while he was off at work. Because she said, can you believe he told me that ordering Do- DoorDash three times a day is, is is too excessive and I need to start cooking some, of my, you know, making some of my food or whatever instead of order, going to get it mm-hmm. instead of ordering DoorDash because it's too expensive. She said, uh, so uh, he was trying to say that I have a, a problem with spending too much money. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, I told him I don't have a spending problem. He has an earning problem. That he should go find, he should go earn more money, so it wouldn't matter how much money I spent on DoorDash, and just to show him that, because their daughter was like, the way she was talking about this kid might have been five mm-hmm. to ten. So I went ahead and booked us a vacation for next week, me, but just for me and my daughter, me and our daughter, and I've already charged it all to his credit card. It's uh, it's going to be eight thousand dollars. Just to show him that he needs to go earn more money. That's a real quick way to get a divorce. <laughs> right. That's a real quick way to get, like, sued. Well, they're married. He probably can't sue her, but he can definitely divorce her. And then mm. she's going to have to find somebody else with an earning problem. Right. Because it, it, there's not... It was just his money being used without his promotion. Oh, it's, it's technically, if you're married, it's their money. Yeah. You don't you don't have your money when you're married, unfortunately. <laughs> it's their money. <laughs> I feel like it should still be considered separate in case something when like that happens. When you get happens. married, it's the other person's money. It's not yours. Mm. I don't have money. Your I don't mama have has money. money. I don't have money. I ain't got no money. Don't know what you you're talking about. No, 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 no. Okay, let's be accurate here. You don't know how to get into the bank account. I have showed you repeatedly how to pay bills how to access the bank account yeah i know how, how to, to pay bills the banking stuff. i open up the app on your phone and hold it up to your face so it'll recognize you so i can get into it and do it <laughs> you don't know don't any of the password i have told you that. all like we have done this repeatedly so that you know how to do it and you don't you still don't know how to do any of it we've never done that yeah i know we have at least twice Okay, did you hear that, Parker? She said, we've done that so many times. We do it all the time. I know we've done it at least twice. How is twice all the time? See this shit I got to put up with? Mm-hmm. Man, I'll tell you what. Slide, I shouldn't have to tell you how to do this more than twice. <laughs> now, should I? No, I should not. Now, let's move on. Um, <laughs> Oops, hang on. Where did I go? Oh, I went over here. Um, <clears throat> let's see. You just see. need to be in the kitchen like that man said. I don't mind being in the kitchen. Like that man said. said if women weren't made to cook, then God wouldn't have, wouldn't have went ahead and put milk and eggs in them. God. <laughs> I was like, how have you not gotten beat up, shanked, smothered Something. in your sleep? Something. There's no way any woman... Uh, I mean, any self-respecting woman 
would go anywhere near a piece of shit like that. Yeah. Because that's fucked up. Yeah. This dude was not joking. He was like dead serious. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Now, you can tell. Okay. I wonder if that was, because it looked like an older, grainier video. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the guy looked like, but something tells me his last name might have been Bobbitt. <laughs> is Bob you is know, somebody you can, with the last name Bobbitt a known sacrilist or something? A guy named Bobbitt and his wife got famous because she cut off his dick. He oh, he was story. Okay. He was he was abusive. He was extremely abusive. And, and she, she yeah. cut his pecker off. Yeah. And threw it out the window of the car as she was going down the road. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, he, de- he deserved it. He had it coming. There was a woman who cut off uh, her husband's penis and mm-hmm. then cooked it and fed it to him the next morning. He probably deserved it. <laughs> Don't well, be I, I saw that well, like it was in like Nigeria. A guy was happily arrested because some dude raped his daughter. Mm-hmm. Well, he kidnapped the dude, cut off his dick, and made him eat it. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah, you, you deserve that. 100% deserve that. <laughs> Am I the asshole? Yes. For, oh. For ending. Oh, I thought you were just asking a general question. <laughs> for ending my, what, and hang on a second, hang on a second. I want to go back to the, to the joke you told. Just, just real quick. Which one? The one about the milk and eggs. That was not a joke. No, no, no. I, I understand that. I understand that. Okay, I will make sure. I'm. You're very clear. I, yeah. I, I in no shape, form, or fashion think that okay. was a joke. I know. I know. Okay. There's a comedian who I told you at one point I wanted to go see, Matt Rife. Oh, yeah. So we, we talked about him last week on this. Right. But he told a very sexist joke at the beginning of his special. That is a very sexist joke or, or a sexist statement with the milk and eggs. And I heard somebody on TikTok kind of break it down just a little bit. And he was like, you know what? He said, I don't necessarily have a problem with sexist jokes like that. And let me tell you why. If Matt Rife and this other guy had told that joke at the beginning of their special or at the beginning of their comedy routine and then spent the next 45 minutes deconstructing why stuff like that is destructive, harmful, and not funny. That's beautiful. Tell that joke, piss off your audience, and then explain to them why they're pissed. And make it okay to be pissed. And use it as a way to deconstruct society. Yeah. And to show the misogyny inherent in, in society. And use that as a way for your So for it's not necessarily the joke in itself, it's what you follow up with. Exactly. And that's what Matt Rife and this guy did not do. They're just telling sexist jokes. Like I said, this guy was not telling jokes. a joke. This dude was like in some kind of interview thing, and he was being dead fucking serious. He had no shape. You could tell in the video, this dude did not mean this as a joke. He was like one of these super controlling guys that mm-hmm. thinks women only have specific duties, and that's to cook, clean, and have babies. You know? Mm-hmm. And so this, this, was, this dude's fucked up. He was not. It was not a joke in any shape, form, or fashion. See, that's that's one of the main things that I appreciate about you is that you don't. You and I are 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 very similar in that we don't believe men and women have specific roles within within or without the household. 
Yeah, yeah, there's some. Like you always take out the trash, and that'll never change. Um, <laughs> like I was gonna say, you told me that's a man's job. No, 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 no. What did I say? You said that's your job. No, no, no. Yeah, it is. What did I say? You said that's your job. Because you're the man. No. <laughs> yes, it is. Because those were your exact words. Hang on, hang on. When we first got together, you and I, brand new, newly dating, newly living together. You took out the trash and you said, this is my job because I am the man. And you had jobs that I, you don't do, bone, you don't do. I find it, <laughs> I find it wonderful that a human being can remember anything for any amount of time if it's for a petty reason. <laughs> this is not a petty reason. Your, your dad's trying to be gross right now. Tell him to stop. <laughs> I do that. Anything about? <laughs> I, I keep referring so many things back to Big Bang Theory. It's when uh, Penny and Leonard were—I think they were like newly dating—and she had somebody come over to help study for something, some class that she was taking in college. Mm -hmm. And Sheldon tells uh, Leonard, "You have nothing to worry about, you know, unless he's like a skilled hypnotist." And he's like, what? What are you talking about? And he said, well, he could be the, having the time of his life. And she's over there thinking she's a chicken pecking corn. He's looking at her like, what? And he starts doing his head back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and Leonard's like, oh! <laughs> Are we going to be getting on to the... Yes, we're going to be getting... <laughs> uh, let's go ahead. Am I the asshole? Sorry, go ahead. Am I the asshole for ending my friendship after they abandoned their foster mom? Ending a friendship with someone because they abandoned their foster mom? Yes. <laughs> so for context, oh. my friend, let's call her Sarah, female, 23, was put into foster care after her mother, Karen, was an avid drug user and thus deemed unfit to properly raise her. She was put in the foster home around the age of 10, but only stayed for about 10 months before her foster mom, Julie, adopted her. Fast forward 13 years, and she's now in college and on her way to getting her bachelor's. However, Karen comes back into the picture around this time, having sobered up and getting her life back on track, and expresses how she wishes to live with Sarah again and make up for lost time. Sarah, without a second of hesitation, agrees to this and completely disregards the woman that raised her for 13 years. Now, my issue is that Julie raised and supported her for those 13 years when Sarah's other family didn't take her in, and she just dropped her like, you've served your purpose, so I don't need you, bye. When we used to hang out, she would often say how she'd go back to her, quote, real mom in a heartbeat, despite how great her situation is now, because as she put it, quote, it doesn't matter what somebody else gives you. Children need their real parents in their life, even if it's just the one. I always used to think she was doing satire or something, but, I know, but to know that she was serious the whole time just makes me feel stupid for not seeing her true character. I've met Julie, and she's a lovely and mature woman, so I can't understand how Sarah could just abandon her like she didn't raise her for 13 years. Eventually, I stopped hanging out with her and blocked her on social media and my phone after our last conversation, where she revealed that since she moved out from Julie's house, Julie would no longer pay for her tuition, so after our spring semester, she'll need to pay out of pocket for the last two years, which to me sounds reasonable. Sarah rants and on and on about how ungrateful her foster mom was and how she's only doing this to be petty. Let me assure you, out of the ten people at the table, zero were on her side. 
So am I the asshole for dropping them as a friend because I've known them for a bit, but I can't shake the idea that she might drop one of us, her friends, just as fast for so little? I'm not an asshole for cutting ties with anybody you don't agree with. I agree with that. I don't think they're the asshole. Yeah, I definitely don't think they're the asshole. <clears throat> and it, you know, I, I, I kind of, I get where this little 10-year-old is who just wants her mom. Mom's a drug user. She's, you know, she's had a, she's had a sketchy, checkered life up till now. She just wants her mama. And I think she probably looks at it differently, too, because, I mean, granted, you know, because drug addiction is a serious shit. Yeah. And maybe she's also looking at it as, I was taken away. I wasn't given up. Yeah. It, it wasn't my mom's fault that I was not with her. Well, it was her mom's fault. But but not like... It wasn't her mom's decision. Yeah. Mom didn't choose to leave me with, with Julie. Now, um, I think it is extremely, <clears throat> extremely gracious of Julie to pay for as much schooling as she's paid for, but I also don't blame her one little bit <laughs> for not paying for the schooling anymore if Sarah is going to go back to her quote-unquote real mom. Let's let real mom take the reins on that one since Sarah wants to be over here. Now, if she had maybe tried to figure out a way to have both women in her life. You know what I mean? That might that might be a little different. I mean, it almost sounds like she just told Julie, I'm done with you. I don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty shitty. Yeah. That's pretty shitty. All right. Okay, am I the asshole for suggesting that my ex take our daughter to Hawaii with him? Am I the asshole for what now? Suggesting that my ex takes our daughter to Hawaii with him. (laughs) Well, there's, there's too many variables there. Because why is he going to Hawaii? Is it his honeymoon? Why would he want to take his child on a honeymoon? Mm. I think I've heard this story before. I don't know fully, but I'm going to say yes that they're the asshole. Okay. Just off what it sounds and my previous knowledge on a story sort of like this. I think it may be the exact same one. Or maybe it's because there's something she wants to go do. So she's telling the ex, you take the kid. I, female, 36, co-parent my daughter, female, 5, with my ex, male, 40. Normally, we get along great and we support each other. He takes her from Friday evenings to Sunday evenings and the rest of the time she's with me. Today, he texted that in January he won't be taking her and asked if it's okay for her to stay with me. Asked if he was going away for work, he mentioned his parents had rented a place in Hawaii for a week. I suggested that he take her, as she is close to her cousins, but he claimed he could only afford one ticket, and his parents cover food expenses. I pointed out how his spending on gaming consoles and fishing gear, so how on earth is this a problem? He stopped responding, then an hour later he left a voice message crying, stating he's doing his best as a dad and feeling accused. Was I really the asshole? 
I mean, I don't think she's an asshole for just suggesting it. I mean, it doesn't sound like, from what I've heard, that she was, like, trying to force him to do it. You always got to remember that there is information that's left out of these oh, stories yeah, there's... to make the person sound better. Of course. Of course. They do it on purpose. There's a lot. I read the comments. Most of the comments are saying, not the asshole. There's, there's no harm in, in saying, take your kid with you to Hawaii. From the dad's perspective, why would he need to though? This yeah, is this is not a fa- This is this is a, a his family trip. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. him and his parents. It's not him, like his parents, and the grandkid. Not the grand. How many how many other kids are going? Is what I want to know. Like yeah. are are like he was only able to afford the one ticket. Yeah, but so, his mom and dad are paying thing. for the rest of it. So is his sister and her kids going as well? You know, like. Because they mentioned cousins in here. Are the cousins going? Because I think daughter Why needs to go. Why say, hey, I can't afford two tickets. If you want her to go with me, I'll be more happy to take her if you're, if you're willing to help me pay for the ticket. Yeah, help me pay for the ticket. I think that would be fair. Yeah. But Especially not the asshole for just asking. Yeah, definitely not the asshole for just asking. That means this is not the same story that I read before. Because <laughs> the story that I remember hearing, it was like the woman was forcing it upon her ex to bring the child to Hawaii where he wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. Like he was not capable of paying for the ticket. And she was forcing him to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not cool. Am I the asshole for telling my roommate I'm taking the washer and dryer when I move out? <laughs> that's, not if it's your washer and dryer that's very that's so specific if it's my washer and dryer and i paid for it sorry when i move out i'm taking it with me yeah if i if i'm ever a roommate with somebody and i buy like a bunch of appliances if i'm leaving to get to a real house i'm taking all those appliances that i bought well, yeah, i don't care how much that you yeah. need them i bought those you've just been borrowing them for a short period of time <laughs> For context, I work at a hardware store and got an amazing deal on a washer and dryer set. I was very fortunate, but there's no way I'd be able to get a deal like that again. I bought it with my credit card with the understanding that my roommate and I would go half and half since we both would be using it. That was six months ago, and I'm now moving out somewhere else. I told them I'd be taking the washer and dryer with me since I never received money for them, and they've been asking at least once or twice a month since purchasing, and have been asking at least once or twice a month since purchasing them. It's always, I don't have it, or I can't afford to right now. Which is fine, except for when there's a dozen bags from the mall or Target or etc. Now that I'm moving out, they're arguing that I should let them keep them because I could get a better deal than they could. They said they would pay half, but when told they'd be paying me back in full, which is about $500, they said, well, what am I going to do with nothing? I feel like an asshole, but at the same time, the complex has washers and dryers available, just not in the unit. Am I the asshole? Nope. (laughs) They They were basically refusing to pay for their part of it. Yeah, it, it and I'm not like letting you pay me half now to keep them. to keep them. Yeah, you, I'm not you pay paying me the whole. Yeah, I'm not paying you two hundred and fifty dollars to keep my washer and dryer. No, no, Are you crazy? No, <laughs> shit's going me, buddy. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should have. Now he would have been the asshole if he had been like, you know what? I'm gonna hook y'all up. Come out there with them old school fucking washing boards. <laughs> there you go, and a hair dryer. You hand you hand him and a clothesline. Like, you hand him like a paper map with like a mark of a river on it. <laughs> go go beat your shirt on a rock. 
Yeah, and like a bar of soap and just like <laughs> and just like a very smooth stone. Clean your clothes with this. Cheapest you're gonna find. Am I the asshole for taking banking ass access away from my family? Uh, what family? Just family. That's all it says. Then I'm gonna say I'm, no because there's probably a pretty good reason. Yeah, for I'm detail, no too. for detail, my mother opened mine and my sister's bank accounts at 11 and 16 to start us a banking and savings account. Because of this, my mother and sister could see how much I had in the bank and vice versa. I started my first job at 17 and saved most of the money I had to save up for college and continued to do so my first two years of community college because I received scholarships and went for free. <clears throat> when I started going to a four-year college is when I had to start paying for tuition and such. Before my first semester at this four-year college came, uh, at this, came the bill, which I knew I was going to pay for my savings account. I knew I had plenty to be able to pay it, no problem. I went into my savings account and noticed that $1,000 had been taken out and moved to my sister's account. Looking further into it, I noticed that transactions had been made for a couple of months and almost $4,000 had been taken out and moved to my sister's account. I looked at her bank account and she had overdraft costs the same month's money was taking out of my savings. At the time, I was too nervous to ask my sister why she was taking money out of my savings account. So instead of talking to her, I went to the bank and asked to change who had access to my account and ended up closing that account and moving my money to a new account. A month or so went by, my mother calls me asking why she couldn't see my account anymore. I told her the situation about my sister taking money out of my savings. She said she knew my sister was doing that and thought it was no big deal. Each of us had our own banking and savings account, so I told her I wasn't okay with her taking money out of my savings. If she would have reached out to me and asked, it might have been a different story. Fast forward to today, and they both bring it up when they're having hard times with money. So am I the asshole? Nope. <laughs> no. So basically... So sister's spending her money... And then using her money to bail her out. So it's basically uh, the sister robs from her. She prevents her from stealing. And then the family gets pissed because they can no longer steal from her. Yeah. 100% this is theft. Mm -hmm. This is absolute 100% theft. And she's real. sister's real lucky and mom is real lucky that this girl doesn't want to take him to court to get that $4,000 back. Because it wasn't sister that was moving that money. It was mom that was doing it. Because mom had access to both accounts. The, the sisters can't touch each other's stuff. Oh, uh, okay. And the reason I know that is because my mom set up bank accounts for me and my sister at this credit union. And her, my mom and my dad had access to that money. So it's not sister that was doing all of this. What was happening is sister was running her account negative and then freaking out and calling mom. And mom was taking money out of the younger sister's account and giving it to the older sister. Hmm. And then thinking that's not going to be a big deal. What the hell is $4,000? Did you say that happened to you? No, no, no. That didn't happen to me. I'm saying that's what happened to her. Oh. But I'm saying the reason I know about having accounts that are set up by your parents is because I had one of those. Okay. And it took me until I was 40 to get my parents off that account. 40? <laughs> yes, they were on that account until very recently. <laughs> Speaking of money, cardboard, woman cut. <laughs> Just got another 350 Oh my gosh. 
the women his <laughs> wife usually goes to casinos with started texting her. And then she won almost $1,300. Oh, my gosh. Damn. Hey, having a good night. Heck, you. Yeah. See, I don't have good nights like that when I go to the casino. I always just lose money. Right. I don't ever win money. <laughs> That's why people say the house always wins. That's right. The house always does win. No matter how many times you uh, win or mm-hmm. whatnot, like how many times you play, you're always going to end up losing money. Eventually. Even if you win like three times and lose twice, you're still going to end up losing money. Probably. Well, the house wins because even with the money they're paying out to these three people... Is more than covered by the other 200 that are in there. Mm. And they're very heavily rigged. <laughs> Am I the asshole for being a bad friend because my friend believes I didn't give her a piece of my success? Wait, let me read that real quick. Am I the asshole for being a bad friend because my friend believes I didn't give her a piece of my success? No. I'm going to start with No. Because it's their success, they don't need to be sharing it with people unless they're feeling like they want to. I have just landed an amazing job. My friend helped me get this job because she rejected it when it was offered to her. And she suggested my name in her place. We were good friends and also worked in the same field, but in different companies. I recently got a promotion and a trip offer. When she found out, she was pissed. She called me, angry and crying, saying that I got this promotion only because of her recommendation and that I wouldn't be there without her. She said she was with me during my worst time and she wanted to know why I didn't think of giving her some share of my profit. In my defense, I did try to call and message her multiple times, but she's busy with her work trips and hardly picks up my call. She also has a successful work life, only that my position is slightly higher than hers. My boss was happy with my work and so he offered me a promotion. I tried to tell her this and even called multiple times, but she won't talk to me. So am I the asshole, and how can I help her understand that I can't give her anything from my company as we don't work in the same organization? Like, well, what does she want her to do? Just give her money because she's making more? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm making 50000 You're making 100000 You should give me 25000 a year. So we both make the same. <laughs> No. All she did was help her get the job. It was through it was through the OP's actual work that they got that promotion. I think not he, through that recommendation. The friend kinda sounds like one of these girls who is fine with you as long as you're a little less than she is. Right. But the second that you get to either her position or above her position, like socially or economically or any any other place, she immediately gets jealous. It starts lashing out. Yeah. Not the asshole. No. Not the asshole. Not at all. <clears throat> um, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. You're going to like this one. <laughs> Am I the asshole for refusing to give my brother money for a lawyer so he can fight an emergency custody order for my nephew? <laughs> There's a lot of layers to this. So yep, there's a lot to unpack here. Let's, let's, let's get the to unpacking. The brother wants money so he can help the nephew. The brother wants money so that he can get custody of his son. Oh, okay. And he's wanting the, the, his sibling to give him the money to do it. Yeah. My brother's wife is divorcing him. 
In addition to filing for divorce, she filed for emergency custody of my nephew, and it was granted. My brother wants me to give, not loan, him money for an attorney so he can appeal the emergency custody order. I refuse to do it because I agree with the order. Am I the asshole for refusing to give him the money even though I can afford it? He's in denial and doesn't think he has a problem. This continues. My brother got a new job and one of his colleagues there was giving him Adderall to help him be more productive. My brother does not have ADHD or any other condition that would mean he would have to be prescribed Adderall, but he lied to his doctor about having the symptoms of ADHD to get a prescription after his colleague got fired and he lost his supplier. One prescription was not enough, and he was going to try to get another one from a different doctor until he found out that our province tracks who has prescribed Adderall, and he would get flagged because he already has a prescription. This is where he crossed the line in my mind. He took my nephew to the doctor and lied about him having ADHD symptoms. My nephew was only three years old when my brother did this. He doesn't have ADHD. The pediatrician was suspicious because my nephew has no symptoms and because my brother told the doctor not to tell his wife about the nephew being prescribed medication since it would, quote, worry her. The doctor refused to prescribe my nephew Adderall and notified the wife. My wife told my brother he had to seek treatment for his Adderall use and wanted him to see a therapist, too. He agreed, but then he was caught trying to impersonate someone to get another prescription. He was charged for that by the police and also admitted he was planning to rob a pharmacy if he couldn't get the Adderall another way. All of the above are things that my brother admitted. It is not secondhand information. A judge agreed with my sister-in-law that my brother can't be trusted around my nephew. My brother is only allowed to see my nephew while supervised by a social worker. He also has a trial coming up over the impersonation to get more Adderall. He wants me to help him appeal the emergency custody supervised visitation order. But I agree with my sister-in-law and the judge that my brother shouldn't be alone with his nephew right now. My brother says I'm betraying him, though, and being a bad brother by refusing to help him with this. That child is more important than the brother. He's doing what's best for the child. Yes. I I was right. There was a lot of layers to this. Yeah. So, it, so at first, it was just a brother wanting to get custody of his ne- of his son and then it went into drug abuse mm-hmm. and then committing crimes to get those drugs and using uh, drug his addiction. kid using his kid to commit a crime that is <laughs> yep i My mean brother needs to be put to jail for the rest of his life for all that stuff that he did yeah no the brother needs rehab Brother desperately yeah. needs rehab. They don't need to lock him up and leave him in there because that's not going to help him. He needs rehab. Yeah, I forgot that rehab even existed. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to America. <laughs> but they're in Canada because he said they're in a province. So they might actually have some better rehab stuff than we have down here. Everywhere they... has better like <laughs> medical stuff or psychological stuff than we have in America. Pretty close. Okay, here's a good one. Free healthcare in Canada is the is the easiest showing of that. Am I the asshole for saying no to my girlfriend's Christmas puppy? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna throw a card out here and I'm gonna call that they're allergic to dogs. <laughs> I'm saying no. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying no. My girlfriend and I, two years together. 
had an argument about her receiving a puppy from Christmas for her mom. From her mom. For context, she and I had an informal non-sit-down, which is her words, conversation about why another dog or puppy would not be good for us in our current situation roughly four weeks ago. We both work full-time and I go to school full-time while she's doing classes online. We currently have a dog, live in a 750 square foot apartment, and work 12-hour shifts in the medical field. She walks the current dog until he pees and poops, and then it's straight back inside. That's it. Once every few months, she'll take the dogs to the beach. We got home from work, and she was excited to tell me some huge news. My mom bought me a puppy for Christmas. I could have reacted differently and been better about how to handle it, but immediately I thought about our informal talk about not getting another dog and said, no, we talked about this. We agreed this would not be good for us. We don't have the time and money for a puppy. Not very open of me, and I could have handled it differently, I admit. She said I was raining on her parade and being very negative. She gave me the silent treatment and ignored me for an hour and a half. She came over to me around 9.30 and said she's ready to talk. I said I was tired because I needed to be up early and ask if we could talk about it tomorrow. She pushed and said she wanted to talk about it now, and I said okay. It started good, us apologizing to each other for our approach and said some of our feelings. It got worse fast. She said I was being unfair because I wasn't taking into account how she feels. She wants the puppy, and it would make her happy. Then she said, it's not your decision. My mom did it, not me. I didn't choose this. It's an innocent gift, and I can't let a puppy who needs a, go, uh, who needs a home go without one. More context here. Her mom has been controlling and manipulating all her life. She admits this, and I've seen it firsthand. She won't stand up to her mom ever. So I said, your mom is making decisions for the both of us and our relationship, and I'm supposed to be okay with that? She reiterated that it's not her fault that her mom did this, and she's just trying to have a discussion with me about it. Then she threw in that her mom bought the puppy already and is picking it up in a few days. She asked what I wanted from her. You want me to tell my mom no? And then she texted her mom, boyfriend is worried about the puppy, but I am excited. It sounds to me like the decision has been made for our relationship, and she's throwing her hands up and saying it's not her fault. Doing nothing is still a decision. Less than 24 hours isn't enough time for me to say yes, in my opinion, to a very big decision. Where is the line? How many decisions can her mom make for us before the girlfriend says no? Hypothetically, how many puppies could she gift us before the girlfriend says no? Am I the asshole? <laughs> nope. I'm going to say no because it sounded like we had a very tight schedule that didn't have a, or didn't really have a room another dog they live in a 750 square foot apartment do you know how big that is that's about the size of this living room dad's game room and the kitchen and they're gonna have two puppies in that space it's that small yes then why did you say how do i know how big that is because i was asking you do you have a conception of how small that is that's better words because it's small not big so you're throwing my brain off <laughs> you can't just do that i'm thinking that this and i'm all that needs to go to <laughs> <laughs> this relationship sounds a little toxic to me and i'm wondering if maybe they need to have some other conversations about some other things because if the girlfriend is willing to allow her mom to blow this up with an innocent dog What's going to happen when they have kids? Mm -hmm. And mom decides to get manipulative. They can use to call mom and say, hey, we don't have room for a dog. 
you just need to figure out a way to get your money back or find somebody else to take the dog because it's not coming here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. I think this is a fake one, so I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Hold on, what time are we in? Because I'm getting, like, really, really hungry. Dad, how long this... has it been since you got Borderlands 3? Since we I are got at... it? Yeah. yeah. You'd have to look see what the release date was on it, because that's when I got it. Because mm, you still don't have an achie- have the achievement for discovering all named locations. You're 94% of the way there. <laughs> like, almost every time I look at your Xbox Bolt's gone sort of idle, I see that. Oh. I've been seeing it for, like, years. <laughs> we are at an hour and 16. Finally complete that achievement and get those 50 game, game points. I have more... <clears throat> that is all of the am I the assholes that I had that I wanted to read okay because all the other ones I think are fake and I don't want to read the ones that I know are fake well, there you go <laughs> so we're going to bring it to a close Parker do you have anything you want to add no okay you can I came here in the middle of it I'm very unprepared <laughs> um, you can reach us on all the socials at Cricket Shay at Cricket Shay 1 we didn't even tell anybody who the podcast was or who we were. We just got into it. Yeah, we just went into it. Shay's Lounge. Hey, here's what I got here. We're about an hour and 17 minutes late. Yep. That's okay. If you've Better made it this, than never. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. Cardboard, you owe us a cut. All I'm saying, we were good luck for you. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even going to question that. I'll give you my cash app later. <laughs> Um, And so we will see you next week. And we love you. Bye.